A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. An Erio's original... I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing The Nightmare Before Christmas. Here's what you need to know. Was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you're about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now, you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say, it's time you begun. It's in the dark embers of Tim Burton's imagination that Halloween Town was born, a realm where the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington, leads the spooky citizens in the celebration of Halloween every year. But this year, Jack is jaded by the monotony of tricks and treats year after year. Contemplating the emptiness he feels in his bones, Jack and his ghost dog, Zero, wander into the forest and stumble upon a clearing. He sees a doorway with a bright green pine tree and curiously steps in. Suddenly, Jack finds himself in a different world, Christmas Town. Inspired by the snow, the brightest lit streets, and stockings hung by a roaring fire, Jack returns to Halloween Town, determined to recreate this magical new holiday he's discovered. But the werewolves, witches, and vampire citizens of Halloween Town struggle to understand the warm, cozy holiday season so foreign to them. Jack locks himself in his home and conducts a series of experiments in order to discover the pure essence of Christmas. After studying carols and scrutinizing snowflakes, Jack decides it's Halloween Town's turn to take charge of Christmas. He enlists the Halloween kids, Locke, Shock, and Beryl, to kidnap Santa Claus and begins training the rest of the residents to wrap presents, sing carols, and spread holiday cheer. He asks Sally, a beautiful ragdoll created by Dr. Finkelstein, to sew his Santa Claus costume. Despite her love for Jack, Sally fears his plan to take over Christmas is ill-fated. On the eve of Christmas, 
Lock, Shock, and Barrel return with a terrified Santa, and Jack tells the jolly old man to take the night off. The three trick-or-treaters deliver Santa to Oogie Boogie, a terrifying boogeyman made of a burlap sack filled with bugs with a proclivity for gambling. Sally attempts to stop Jack and his skeleton reindeer-led sleigh by creating a thick fog, but Zero's glowing red nose thwarts her plan. After Jack gleefully delivers presents to homes around the world, the children awake to find the terrifying gifts that were built by the Halloween Town citizens. Jack realizes his dream of leading Christmas has been a disaster, and he saves both Santa and Sally from Oogie Boogie just in time for the rightful old Saint Nick to deliver Christmas to us all. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats. The Nightmare Before Christmas was based on a poem written by Tim Burton when he was an animator for Disney. Jack stumbles upon seven different holiday doors in the clearing. Along with Christmas and Halloween, there are doors for Independence Day, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, and Thanksgiving. It took 20 sound stages and a crew of 120 people three years to complete the film. The film's designers made over 400 different heads to capture the different expressions of Jack Skellington. After seeing the initial trailer, Disney's then-CEO, Michael Eisner, decided that The Nightmare Before Christmas was just, quote, too dark for Disney audiences. The trailers were edited, and the film was shifted to Touchstone Pictures. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Our fact checker, Chris Smith. Boo! Ho, ho, ho! Hello! (laughs) And our very, very special guest today is... Erio's co-founder, host of the Big Ones podcast, producer of the Web Crawlers podcast, Maria Blasucci. Hi, Maria. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I should also say you are you have been editing The Alarmist <laughs> as yes. well th- for the past few months. Yeah. Can I uh, ask a question first? Are you our boss? <laughs> yeah, I think of. so. I guess. Y- yeah. <sighs> I guess I would say Amanda's like your boss. I'm like, I would be in the boardroom. You know what I mean? But I think like, you know, so I would have pull, but I think Amanda would be the one that would like have to sit you guys down and say the boardroom's been talking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you would be talking behind the scenes is what you right. yes. She'd be talking with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, wow. but you're also editing recent episodes. So you're also our employee. Exactly. It's a weird position. It's actually maybe unethical. Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> Full well, of I controversy, just, let, the alarmist. Let me just say, if you fire us, we're going to fire you. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's hard for me to fire you when I, in turn, would get fired. So, that's how we know. keep our job. We, we, just, we put the keep board members to work. I'm counting on this paycheck from you guys. <laughs> well, no one's getting fired today, uh, luckily. And... Maria, we'd like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? I was thinking about this and I was trying to think like a way to tie it into the holidays, you know, because it's mm. a it's a holiday episode. And this is something that I think about year round, but the holidays, it's very um, prevalent at the forefront of my mind is food waste. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Pray tell. I mean... Yes. Why I, I pack on the pounds during the holiday because I don't want it to go to waste. So I eat it. It's like it's so hard for me to see food go to waste, especially meat. Um, mm. This is like a new thing. This is like in recent years where I cannot see people throw away meat. <laughs> it hurts me. Yes. Yeah. What do you do? Um. Well, I found like for myself, like when I buy meat, I have to like I, I really use all the leftovers always so it's like it's not like i can do anything you know if i'm not it's not my kitchen you know right um i'll always take things home it's just like it's it's hard for me to see it go through the like down down the trash because it really is like a life you look at it and you're like this was a life um and so that's really concerning especially during the holidays because you know you're making too much you know you're having like this big bird you know you know it's just part of it Mm -hmm. i know yeah the the way you put it, um, 
really hurts. It's like it is. It's a life. Big we bird. took a life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the uh, the it does have an impact on you know like climate change. Like raising animals is generally a little bit more uh, taxing on our earth than it is. Right. It's just a lot. To, it's like it's, it weighs me down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet. I well, I hear you. Well, sometimes I can... I've I've done this before where I think of uh like a chicken I'm making or something and I'll be like imagine if that was Bronco. <laughs> oh <dog>. my <laughs> right. One of my dogs and I I'll be like, "Oh my god, I, I you I, if if anyone just like threw pieces of him away, <laughs> this is very morbid." Jeez, Reeves. Yeah. But you know, know what is good in having a dog is that Meat can always go to your dog. That's sure. true. That's true. That's a good point. Unless it's mm-hmm. been seasoned with certain ingredients that are very toxic to dogs. So you do have to be careful. Like That's grapes and chocolate. And That's garlic, another concerning yeah. thing is having <laughs> grapes and chocolate in the house when you have a dog. Yes, true. <laughs> it is. Grapes I is a new s- thing. I didn't realize oh, that yeah. grapes, it's like but they're dead- very it's deadly. Like deadly. Yes. Oh, let's talk about the nightmare before Christmas. Now, this was a listener recommendation, and I- I'm glad they did uh, recommend this because it's when I think about holiday movies, this isn't the one that really pops into my head, uh, but it is a classic. I remember watching this as a child and being confused by it. <laughs> right. Um, is it Christmas or is it Halloween? <laughs> That's my big question. <laughs> like, what, what holiday movie is it? Is it more Christmas or more Halloween? I, I mean, I think it's a Christmas movie. Is that what but we're? Yeah, you can definitely make the argument that it's a Halloween movie. Pretty I think it's an un, unconventional Christmas movie. Sure. Huh. Right. The thing about Christmas movies is that you can't really watch them any other time of year. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly can, but it feels I guess. weird. It feels wrong. Don't they get, aren't they locked? Doesn't Paramount lock them up? It does feel weird to think about that you don't even think, like there's never a time in like April that I'm like, I want to watch Home Alone. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even cross my mind. Isn't that odd? Yeah. Yeah. But I'll watch Ocean's Eleven anytime I want. You know what I mean? Right. There's no other movie where it's like, (laughs) you can't, you only watch it like for one month out of the year, right? Like. Yeah. Good question. Imagine I, if you could only scary watch movies. I don't know. I feel like Mamma Mia, maybe I wouldn't watch it in the dead of winter. That feels like really summery to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. you're right. That feels wrong. <laughs> Rebecca, that I can't believe you movie. pulled that out because there's no other movie that's yeah, as that's summer. Incredible. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of seasons. Hmm. Hmm. I, I also just uh, love Mamma Mia. <laughs> well, it's all interesting because... There are the ha- Halloween is about scares and spooks. We mm-hmm. all know the classic mm-hmm. trick or treat. Mm-hmm. But um, scares and spooks, they are also evergreen. Mm-hmm. They can go all year round. People like to be spooked. I would argue, though, that Christmas is, I mean, as happy and jolly as it is, it has a dark side to it. I yes. think that, you know, there is. Uh, I don't know. Like there, there's a lot of fodder for you know. You have this magical man who can enter your house whenever he wants, and he's it is watching you all the time. Mm-hmm. And there are scary Christmas movies. You know, mm-hmm. there's not jolly Halloween movies, but there are scary Christmas movies, right? <laughs> I guess I uh, maybe like Shaun of the Dead. That's a kind of like a scary movie. That's like a comedic spoof or something like uh-huh. that kind of genre. But yeah. like that's almost I don't know. I wonder if it's because I because I, I, I do f- agree with you that Christmas can be dark. There's a darkness there. I, I think that probably has to do with the dead mm. and how like I feel like we're always reminded of people who have died um, around wait, the holidays. The holidays, yeah, people who are no oh, longer there, right, you know. Uh, and so right. there's like this this feeling of darkness and sadness. Yeah, I guess um, also like the year's coming to an end. It's like the death of a year a little mm-hmm. bit, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm having a little trouble connecting with the darkness of Christmas. Oh. Well, it's melancholy. I, I mean, I, I think I love Christmas, but at least for, for me personally, there's a, like, there's a certain level of 
like a sadness to it. It is like you're thinking about Christmas past, people who maybe not are there. Like it's huh. full of nostalgia because you've done it so many times mm-hmm. and maybe one year was better. Mm-hmm. The visual that I'm getting when you speak of this is Clayton standing in front of a Christmas tree with an ornament, you looking at the tree, <laughs> placing the ornament on the tree, looking at it like thoughtfully. Sure. And then someone going, Clayton, and you going, be right there. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That's a Hallmark commercial. That's what that is. <laughs> That's, Pitch I it. get that. I get that. There's that, there's just that time to, to think. It's mm-hmm. time to, Christmas is a time to reflect. Yes. And it also reminds you that you're getting older because, right. yeah. You think of, you know, something you've been doing since you were a kid and the, how you've changed since the, you know, when you first got your, your first Christmas gifts. Right. Well, you get fewer and fewer presents the older That's you get. That's another That's thing. why it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, kind of, what we're talking about kind of sounds like what Jack was going through in Halloween, right? Mm. So let's start off by putting Jack Skellington on the board. Fair enough. Uh, the and- man, the myth. The legend. And before we get into Jack, can you just clarify what exactly we're we're f- deciding who's to bl- who's to blame for what? Well, the exactly? fiasco that happened oh, within the movie. Skellington, the, yeah, the fiasco that happened within the movie. Tried okay. to take over Christmas, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's. Uh, this is according to Mashable in the film. A restless Jack sh- shirks his duties in Halloween Town to forcefully take over Christmas for Saint Nick and the elves. The change in holidays he thinks will bring new purpose to his life or afterlife following a series of twists and turns mainly mainly for the worse jack accepts that he belongs back in halloween town jack learns to appreciate that he has what he has in his community he's welcomed back to halloween town with open arms and a joyous celebration honoring his escape from antagonist oogie boogie uh and he also learns to the value uh, to value the ups and downs of finding what you're supposed to do with your life. Rather than being racked with the sadness that tortured him earlier in the movie, Jack approaches his evident failure with a wry sense of humor. Now, it also, I'm, I'm struck by how li- little ownership, he's not really taking a lot of ownership at the end of the movie. For his actions? For his actions, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least this article is not really bringing that out. Um, I guess he does apologize to Santa Claus for what he did. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is a, a part, there's a scene where he does apologize to Santa. <laughs> that's true. Um, but that said, Jack is going through something. Well, we were watching it together yeah. and we were talking about he just seems kind of bored. Sure. I was thinking that too. Like, it feels like there's room for just some like an old fashioned holiday burnout. <laughs> on the board you know like he's just tired of another out. halloween i like that uh-huh put that up he, and he's and he, like the number one guy right i mean the beginning song it's like we're all we're all making way for this yes. this is the guy this is this is mr halloween here and so mm-hmm. he's not someone that can kind of sit in the shadows and like you know think about things he's someone that's got a you know bright lights are on him he's got to smile and be there right well we talk about all, this a lot with the royals Right, we do. We've yes. had a lot no of time off. About yeah, <laughs> the royal family in Great Britain, and and they have a, a huge responsibility. Duty. It's their sense of duty. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's well, a lack of the uh, democratic process in Halloween Town, and if there were <laughs> yeah. elections regularly, people would actually be fighting for Queen, King or Queen. I of I, I agree Town. that the 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 you know it's it's like Thanksgiving, which just happened. I. I just hosted Thanksgiving this year and it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. and Clayton in the past has always hosted Thanksgiving and I was just struck with how no one should should host Thanksgiving back to back I think that should be a rule (laughs) interesting interesting because it's too much work yeah you need a break and you have Um, a greater appreciation having hosted than going and being hosted it's a real it's a real delight to Mm -hmm. to appreciate the work that you know Rebecca, in this case, this past year, and Chris were doing so that I could relax. Yeah. It's a real treat. (laughs) What's interesting, though, is if he does have this sense of responsibility on him, he didn't just like want to go take it. You know, Nightmare Before Christmas isn't Jack wanting, you know, a week weekend retreat. No, no, no. He went and went and did something. He was like, oh, I don't want Halloween Town. I want to go take over Christmas. You know what I mean? It's like Mm. he he didn't want the responsibility. It's like he wanted a new kind of responsibility. Mm. 
Well, perhaps we can call it a midlife crisis. Yeah. Sure. I also think to that though, what Maria is saying, it's like, there's almost like a, like a greed to it. Like it's his Halloween town is not enough. So he needs to also rule another town. Yes. (laughs) How do you say that? Well, well, there is a lot here. We, I feel like we need to separate all of there is an arrogance there where he just thinks, Oh, I can do, I do Halloween so well. I can just do um, Christmas. But I, I do want to go back because we were talking a little bit about, um, democracy and and (laughs) (laughs) i do think though the problem here is that jack was not an elected leader okay Mm -hmm. he's just the best at what he does so the crowd loves him and there's an expectation to deliver he's a celebrity right so there's celebrity culture perhaps is to blame i love that i love that i was also gonna say the pressure of being of just being jack pressure pressure yes expectations um, like yeah, that's all tied into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feel, really feels like the entire town can't function without him. They can't do Halloween. It's so true. You know, and we were, the World Cup is, is currently happening, and uh, it might be over by the time this comes out, but you see these players, and they're these 20-year-old players, 20, 24, 25, 30, and there's, there's crowds of people right. in there. They have those shots of people at bars. And there's all this pressure for these people to live up to their, the height of their skill set. Yikes. And I think that, that what, that's what the town makes me think of. They sort of idolize Jack and they sort of make him an icon. Mm-hmm. Because when he goes missing, when he's in Christmas town and he hasn't come home for the night... Everyone's walking around going, where's Jack? Yeah. And then the, the the musicians are like, he didn't come home last night, you know? Like the whole town is just flipping out because no one knows where Jack is. And it's just one night. Yeah. It, it reminds it reminds me of like the pressure of being a parent too. <laughs> like <laughs> when, um, you know, like parents just like want to go for a weekend, but the kids are like, where's my mom? Like, yeah, where's my- dad? Where's, you know, it's like, yeah. where's dad? Well, dad went to Christmas. Dad went to Christmas town. <laughs> um, let's also put up midlife crisis. Yes. Um, this is according to Looper, who uh, uh, writes, okay, it's time to just come out and say it. Jack is having a midlife crisis. The mm. nightmare before, in the nightmare before Christmas, he's been the pumpkin king for far too long, and he sees himself stuck in a rut. He feels bored with his lot in life, bogged down by too much responsibility. But while most skeletons of his age would go out and buy a new hearse or or finally have that steamy affair with the rag doll next door, <laughs> Jack throws himself into a new obsession, assuming responsibilities that no one has, has asked him to take. Uh, to take on and making a whole lot of mess for this entire town, as well as Christmas Town and the world of humans. Yeah, it it could be an age thing. I mean, midlife crisis implies that you're gonna he's die alive. Eventually. That he's alive. Yeah, which means you're <laughs> which alive. He's actually dead. Right. But yeah. Yeah, but midlife cri- a midlife crisis comes out of boredom. It comes out of the rethinking of the way you've been living your life. So, say it's someone undead like Jack. It's still there's that sense of I've been doing this for so long. What's the mm. meaning? Right. Mm. It's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. So it's just sort of the monotony of the of the sort of everyday existence, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't you guys feel for Jack a little bit? I mean, I do. And then I, I quickly uh, change my mind. Of course I feel for <laughs> Jack. Yeah. So why don't we also put the Oogie Boogie man up on the board? Sure. Because he, he does his part as well. In the This is from the Nightmare Before Christmas fan page. Oogie Boogie is a wicked and voraciously power-hungry creature resembling a large burlap sack shaped like a starfish. Inside of him are thousands of bugs along with two spiders and a snake. His life revolves around gambling and loves gambling with others' others' lives. Unlike all the other inhabitants of Halloween Town, 
who are merely docile monsters who scare people simply as a celebration of their skill and for fun, Ugi's concept of fear is different. It is suggested that his sadistic nature had resulted in his exile from the mainstream Halloween town. In the movie, Locke, Shock, and Beryl, ki- and Beryl kidnap Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and against the wishes of Jack, who held Oogie in great contempt, send him down to Oogie Boogie's lair, where he is bound to a giant roulette wheel. That was a confusing part of the movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. Why the ki- he Now, I-, I paid attention during this part. And all Jack says was, make sure he's comfortable. And then the kids turn around and say, what's more comfortable than Oogie, Oogie Boogie? And yeah. I get that they're playing with the idea of what is comfort, I guess. Mm. I like, think it's the context of where they, I mean, all the, these are Halloween creatures in Halloween town. Everything's a little sinister, right? It's like their instincts. This is my, my inclination is that their instincts are a little sinister. So right. like, yeah, we'll take him to Oogie Boogie because in their mind, he's not bad. He's like the scariest and worst. So that wouldn't Santa want to experience that in Halloween town if he's meant to be kept comfortable there? I see. That makes sense. And also, is their comfort scares and spooks? Mm-hmm. Is that what, is that what right. equates to comfort for them? Right. Regardless. Well, yeah. But, but Sally... Is yes. very much, she's not into any of that, really, right? And she's part mm. of the, she's part, we're talking about Halloween Town as a whole, or are you talking about those specific characters? I think Halloween Town as a whole, and I, 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 I yeah, she's she's definitely different. Perhaps right. that's why she and Jack point. get along so well in the end. Or is it because right. she's made? Was she? Is it because she's maybe like, in, was invented in Halloween Town by the? the yeah, mad. by that guy, by the. very creepy smad scientist yeah 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 but i mean maybe there's something to that in the sense of like halloween town is all about scares and everything like this but then there is this thing that like some of some of the inhabitants want which is a little more christmas in maybe it's something about just like the vibe of halloween town of like there not being any room for that sure because halloween is also about I mean, there's community in Halloween, right? Yeah. You gather with your friends and you go trick-or-treating and it's like there's that group scare and kind of exhilaration. So maybe they're like speaking more to the heart of Halloween or representing the heart of Halloween. Yeah. yeah, they just want a little more light. You know, it's very dark and gray in Halloween Town. And it's like, well, you know, maybe if we had like one string of lights up, maybe it would right. just do wonders. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? One sunny day is not going to hurt anyone. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I kept thinking about while I was watching this movie? I was I was wondering, and I, I couldn't really get to the bottom of this. Maybe you guys can help me. I was wondering if this was like a metaphor for like different cultures, right? And hmm. being stuck in, 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 in different, in your own culture and wanting to get out of it. Um, uh, not that yeah. one culture is Halloween or Christmas, you know, bright or, right. or you know, dark. too homogenous. You want, you need to like integrate all of these different experiences so that you can have like a more robust world, not just like a segregated maybe, But world. like, maybe that's why, like when you go into another culture, you know, you're like, wow, this is incredible. Like, it's just because you don't know it, right? It's foreign to you. Right? That's really interesting that you're saying that, Rebecca, because that's like, I mean, an argument for like people appropriating other cultures, right? It's like Jack goes to Christmas town. He's like, this is so cool, but I'm going to do it this year. I can do it better than Santa Claus himself. That's like, no, no, no. Just enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Learn. And then, you know, step back and let us do our job. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to put up holiday appropriation Mm, up on the board. So this is uh, perfect for that. The, uh, this is according to Looper. When Jack falls into Christmas Town and leaves overwhelmed by his excitement in in this new place, he gets the wild idea that he should try to make Christmas his own. Without understanding the first thing about this strange new land, he attempts to engage in research, but without ever asking any inhabitants of Christmas Town for their own input or advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this arrogant need to control that which does not belong to him ends up in disaster. Santa eventually forgives him and even allows him to participate in 
some of the Christmas joy. Santa, the person who is immersed in the traditions of Christmastown, has decided to share those traditions with Jack. This is a much more genuine interaction that Jack's attempt, uh, attempts to usurp the holiday, and, and it introduces the good practice of seeking out the advice and ideas of those with more knowledge on a subject before blundering your way through something and mucking it up terribly. I put arrogance on the board because you've said that a couple times now. I think it just should be up there, but mm-hmm. arrogance. I think so. I I mean, I think that appropriation is definitely an interesting idea here. Could you could go as far as to say this is a um this is the these are the pitfalls of segregation, right? Mm. But I also think there's something about the fact that these people in that live in Christmas town, as well as the people who live in Halloween town, they seem to be um, forced into this life of uh, adhering to a, to a specific culture because hmm. they don't actually participate in the, in the, um, you know, the joys of Christmas or Halloween. They're just sort of workers. Like even in Christmas town, they're all sort of working for the, real world to have a christmas right oh sure sure they're like the they're like um they're it's almost like a work a working class issue (laughs) 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 like there's a group of people whose labor um makes these uh makes these holidays holidays happen Mm. and well what's Interesting too, just to riff on that, Chris, is like it's a skilled <laughs> it's a skilled labor, right? Like yeah. people right. who are in Christmas yeah. town how know how to do Christmas town. And when the Halloween town comes over and tries to do Christmas town, like they do kind of a bad job. It's so yes. it's like you, they're like skilled at their own thing. It's like yeah, you gotta like appreciate a, like a, everyone's individual skill that has its own value. <laughs> well, when I was watching it. I was thinking because there's that one scene where Jack has like he just saw Christmas Town and he's back in Halloween Town and he's reading like you know um, like books on Christmas and he doesn't get it like he's not getting mm-hmm. it and there's something to that of like lack of education or ignorance it's like mm. no one's teaching each other anything and you know he's trying to learn it's not like he just saw it and he was like oh I want it he like really did try to learn about it and be like wait what is this but no one was there to help him right I love that I think that's pretty like so spot on yeah he just he just ended up like what a lot of the things he did were pretty funny like he just took like a um i don't know he would take like santa's hat and like put it in a beaker and light it on fire i love when he he crushes doesn't get it like he wants to get it but he can't because there's no he doesn't know where to start exactly although he could have gone back and asked right so there is that arrogance the door was open the door was open because the little kids went back and and kidnapped santa he never right. actually went back. But the other question is, it's like, why did this town not know that these doors exist? Why was it yes. such a shock to Jack that these other towns even existed? But that's, you know, that I guess that happens every day in our life where we're like, oh, my God, I didn't know this. I didn't know this existed, you know? So that's yeah. just, you know. There's, yeah, what is there's, that? There's a hike right by our house that we <laughs> discovered last year. I didn't even know it was there. It was a beautiful hike up on Lake. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just right never know what street. you're going to come across. <laughs> um, I, I guess we could have learned about it had we done a quick Google search of like things to do in yeah. our neighborhood. Maybe that's See, lack of curiosity. Lack, that's on us. Right. That's yes, on us. I think Clayton's right. Lack of curiosity and then also respect for mm. the subject, right? You come across something you don't understand. You don't just pick it up, throw it in a beaker, and light it on fire. No. Okay. The could be, first of all, it could be somebody else's doesn't property. doesn't work for everything. It doesn't work for the understanding the joy, the warmth oh, of Christmas. Oh, right. The scientific method. Yes. Yes. That's what, that's what he turns to. That's what his he time turns to. When, when the books don't make sense to him, when the art, you know, the art doesn't make sense to him, he turns to science. So we got to, sometimes it's not, it's, are you saying it's not about science? Sometimes you have to trust your emotions or trust your heart? Like it's he, like he doesn't a, understand the heart, yeah. So, be, so maybe there's that. We, sometimes you just gotta trust. And I think that's what he's searching for, right? He's searching for a feeling. That's what Sally represents, right? Because she's she's the heart, and she's going like this. This isn't right. This isn't right. But he doesn't want to hear it. So what he's searching mm-hmm. for, he finds in the end, right? Because they end up together mm-hmm. in the end. 
Right. And it was right next to him all along. Well, that moment felt a little forced to me. And it felt like he was more settling than oh. than really finding what he needed for Aww. me personally. You wanted okay. more romance. I feel like Jack is all about Jack. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. And and so for him to have a real relationship, he's gonna need to He's a bit of a narcissist. Do some work on yeah. himself first. So we put yeah. narcissism on the board? Yeah. I, I do feel I feel for Sally because my guess, and I don't know Sally's past, but my guess is that she continues to fall for these kind of men, mm. you know, that she <laughs> can, you know, work on, yeah. like yeah. fix, yeah. you know, right. she feels like that type. Yes. Um, and I want to just like give her a hug and like shake her and be like, Sally, you're awesome. Mm. You know, don't. I, I know Jack is like the celebrity in town and you probably want that status and there's mm-hmm. probably something there in the psychology behind the fact that you don't feel like you belong here because you were made by a, mm-hmm. the mad scientist. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can unpack that. But, you know, you're awesome. Like, find someone who yeah. really, you know, loves you for who you are and notices you, mm-hmm. you know? I had a question okay. about the movie and we kind of touched on this briefly. The... So these worlds are happening, but there's a real world as well outside right? that they're working for. Right. That's what I was saying before. Okay. So this is what you were saying. So there's, so these people are, are their only purpose is to work, but I guess they have (laughs) lives as well. But in Christmas town, there is the regular residents who are experiencing Christmas and they're told to like lock down when Jack comes in. Right. No, that's the real world. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So Christmas time is just where they're making the Christmas. I forgot. The yeah. way I see it is like it's I mean, it's fantastical, right? It's like a, it's, you know, it's almost said science fiction, but it's not science fiction. It's fantasy. It's fantasy. Yes. But it's fantasy. this idea that the holidays that we as human beings enjoy, there is a behind the scenes world. And when I watch it, I expect that those worlds have they have a life as well it's not that they're just worker bees you know what i mean it's right. like they, it's just they live in that world and then they offer us the gift of that once a year i guess is like the positive way now i'm not saying that's the right way but when i watch it i put that positive spin on it but there is a universe where it's like no these people they want out of that they're they're locked in you know what i mean mm-hmm. what i want to know is like what's going on in like because isn't there like an easter world there's like there, yeah, there's some there's other like the pretty... turkey on it yeah, there's, like some, there's some a Thanksgiving are... town in there. Yeah, <laughs> like what's going Valentine's on? Day? Why didn't they make these? The sh- there was a Shamrock. There was a uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, St. Patty's Day yeah. world. The, I, I I'd love know. to do some fan fiction. Going are you to, sure? Uh, oh, town. I bet you there's some good <laughs> fan fiction Turkey out town. there. <laughs> Turkey Town. <laughs> I was gonna say perhaps like Christmas hogging all the fun. Like Christmas is, you know, th- this is according to film critic Roger Ebert. Back in Halloween Town, Jack Skellington feels a gnawing desire to better himself, to move up to a more important holiday, one that people take more seriously and enjoy more than Halloween. And so he engineers a diabolical scheme in which Santa is kidnapped and Jack himself plays the role of jolly old Saint Nick while his helpers manufacture presents. Uh-huh. Like, hmm. it, it is unfair that Christmas gets all the attention. I guess it's who I, that depends on who you talk to, right? Because there, I know people who are huge Halloween fans and like really anticipate and celebrate that in a way that they don't really care as much about other holidays. But mm-hmm. but I do think like on the airwaves, like on the TV screens and the stores, like it'll be Halloween and they're already already setting up for Christmas, right? So you're like, wow, like we really aren't respecting Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a week. That's so disrespectful. You go to you go to like the front counter at CVS, and you're like, you're not respecting Halloween. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, I yeah. would say that would hit harder though if it was like if we were following the big heart on Valentine's Day. You know, like the big. Right. I'm just like the the heart king, and he, you know, and he was like, what's this Christmas thing that like gets an entire month of right. you know because it does seem like Halloween and Christmas are kind of at it's like back and forth at least it has been that in the last like 20 years now i don't know in 1990 you know whatever if that was the case 
But I would say if Jack was to see how, you know, a, you know, applauded Halloween is in 2022, he might he might think that was really cool. <laughs> right. Jack was ahead of his time. Like, it, it, yeah, I feel like he would probably be pleased. Oh, with he'd the love changes it. that have come 30 <laughs> years later. This is this movie is 30 years old. Can you believe wow. it? Oh, really? It's, yeah. It was uh, in 1993. It came out. Wow. So it's going to be 2023 in a, a few days. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel good about our board. Okay. Yeah. We'll take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So who's to blame for the debacle that ensued? In the night before Christmas. Was it Jack Skellington? Holiday burnout. No democracy in Halloween town. Midlife crisis. Celebrity culture. Pressure of being Jack slash the best. Oogie Boogie Man. Holiday appropriation. <laughs> Arrogance. Lack of education slash ignorance. Lack of curiosity. Respect for a new subject. Not trusting your emotions. Narcissism. Or Christmas hogging all the fun. I'm surprised how deep this conversation got about this movie. Can I just say that? <laughs> I'm not. You know, Chris is we, so deep. Yeah. On the alarmist. Yeah. You can't help it. We don't, we're not on the surface. We are very, very mm. intellectually curious, mm. I would say. And yeah. You also admitted not we're, to not I, knowing the hike around the corner. So right. we're hawks for the truth. I'll yeah, say it. We're go. eagles and hawks circling, looking for the truth, ready to dive in mm. and gobble it up. We have our scientific method, but unlike Jack, we do call on the experts afterward to correct our wrongs. That's true. <laughs> oh, should we play? Should we put the scientific method on the board? Because it was a real. Ooh, okay. It really got in the way of Jack actually. Learning about Christmas. Sure. Like, yeah, he jumped. I think, we, I think we can put the scientific method up on the board then and we can knock it, like, take it right off. Take it right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to send the scientific method to the alarmist jail. How about, like, lack of method. resources? How about, like, lack of resources to fully vet or something like that? Or not, mm. I guess that's wrong because he did have the resources. Um, shyness? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was too afraid to ask for help, so yeah. he just was like, "I'll do it my own, on my own." Well, he was used to a life in the shadows. Mm, I think major blind spots is the problem for him. Hmm. May, so, a lot of these we can fold into one another. Sure, right? sure. Like respect for a new subject, I feel like that folds into um, holiday appropriation, right? Like not mm-hmm. having enough respect for a new subject. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, uh, lack of curiosity folds into lack of education or ignorance. Well, that to me feels more like exposure, you know, like, ah, 
That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. I, know, I mean, don't have is there also, yeah. sorry to keep adding things, but is there also <laughs> something to uh, lack of diverse interests? Like there was something about the fact that these people were just, just in Halloween town. That's all they thought about. That's right. all they did. That sort of, that, that was sort of what made Jack so confused about Christmas and what prevented him from knowing but that was responsible for that. Like who is there? Who is this? Oh, who is the overlord yeah. that is making mm. these doors in this forest? You yeah, know, yeah. the bigger power. That's the big question, right? We don't want to know who's <laughs> yeah. in charge. There are literally no clues as to who that might be. <laughs> the forest. Earth. Mother nature I, is in charge. It's confusing though, because they're uh, okay. Yeah. I would yeah. say, Chris, what you were saying kind of goes back into holiday burnout, though, right? They're just doing the same thing over and over again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sort of as it relates to like a human kind of experience, it would be called holiday burnout. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, they weren't really well-rounded people, I guess. No. No. Yeah. They, they were giving knew what like... They knew. They only knew what yeah. they knew. And there was no, there was nothing to point them in a direction that there was anything else. And so- right. Can you blame someone when they're faced with that who's going through the crisis they're going through to not go, oh, my God, you know? I, I, this, to I, me, is about this the, what, it points to the importance of travel. Everyone should just travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but th- this is what is complicated now because I feel like the message at the end is to to stay in your place. <laughs> stay right? in your lane. It's, 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 like it's it's not a great message, I think. <laughs> well, well maybe could... that dates it. Maybe that's what's so so thirty years ago. Or maybe it's more like um, you know, take pride in the thing that you're you're good at mm-hmm. and. Uh, it, let others do their job and enjoy, enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy, Appreci- enjoy yeah. what others offer, and then appreciate what you have to offer. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. yeah. That's a that's a better way of putting the message. <laughs> enjoy what others and offer. Share your spirit with others, right? Because yes, at the end, yeah. they do come together. It's like don't get stuck in your own mind over analyzing the your you and your world. Like, just enjoy it. Be in the moment. It also gives. I'm really again, trying to do this here. <laughs> yes, live in the moment. Live in the present. Be present. Be present. Give presents if you are in Christmas town. <laughs> oh, I'm confused. I, I'm, I'm, it's worrisome to me. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I don't like it well, because it's also like you know, uh, let others do their job. Which I get, but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't give you a sense of community or no. connectedness to others. No. But I think what Maria was talking about is is good. It's like yes. appreciate appreciate your own abilities and limitations, and appreciate the abilities and limitations of others. <laughs> but don't they then like? At the end, they they know each other now, right? Isn't that the good thing that like now there's an awareness of other towns and that they yes, can start yes. to maybe interact? Like, isn't that? Kind I don't of... know because I. It's just at the end, Santa just stops by their town and like drops snow off. Which to me is snow. like he's giving a gift. Santa, yes. who is a great gift giver, gives a gift to Halloween Town, which is not accustomed to that, and yet that reignites the spirit of their own magic. Yeah, yeah. like. To me, that's kind of it points to like uh, where we can coexist and we can actually interact, even mm. if we are very I, I different. Loved, I would have loved Christmas Town to have come over to Halloween Town. That's you know? a sequel. Like that's a fun sequel. <laughs> We're a fanfic. I'm always into just potential fanfiction opportunities. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we've digressed, yeah, though. We, we have to really work on this board. Right. Um, I- so. Celebrity I, culture. So many things I, I think are good. I feel like the pressure of being Jack um, folds into celebrity culture. Okay. Yeah. Um, narcissism. Arrogance is just part of Jack. Yeah. Right, arrogance, right, narcissism. Right. Yeah. Sure. Not trusting your emotions. Or trusting oh, that- your good friends who have legit concerns and emotions. Oh, mm. right, because Sally. Yeah, she's really like, I don't know about this. And he's like, hush, hush. Yeah. Right. So I, do we keep it up there for a bit longer or do we? There's a, That goes with arrogance, though, right? 
Yeah, I would say that. I would say like that, not listening to anyone. It's going like, no, I know, I know, I know. Mm. That's, Mm -hmm. I would put that all together maybe. Okay. So lack of curiosity and lack of education. What do we feel about that? I feel like that that rolls into holiday burnout because holiday burnout is the kind of catch-all for not having anything else going on in your life, right? It's like you're just focused on this one holiday. Well, but I see holiday burnout as like Jack was burned out by the holiday. Oh. If he had an education and and was curious about things that he maybe knew less about, maybe he wouldn't be so bummed about his holiday. Well, is if he thought argument? that's all there was, I mean, if he thinks if he thinks that that's all there is, you know what right. I mean? Then he's going to be burned out by that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's an overexcitement when you learn there is more, you know, you so, know that we didn't put on the board. What? Uh, not humans getting handy, but the undead getting handsy. Jack goes to <laughs> Christmas town and he just wants yes. to touch it and do it all himself. Why yeah. do we why do we as humans have that? <laughs> desire it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's fine i just want to point i don't think there's really doesn't need to be on the give me, board. Give me. need to conquer it's like, like our, our right. need our yes. need to conquer right yeah i like that put that but up on the board that could be put into arrogance and narcissism right. too right mm-hmm. yeah like okay lack of curiosity can folds into jack let's just say that because he should have been more curious okay, sure like that. sure but okay. wasn't he curious i mean wasn't he cur- it, it it's like he had the curiosity but he didn't know what to do with it because right. if they didn't know the, the, there would be one thing if he knew those other worlds existed but he didn't so there was there was a, i mean it was pure curiosity right. he literally has a song saying what's this so you then I, mean? I would fold lack of curiosity <laughs> into yeah. lack of education right yes 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 yeah yes, yeah yeah Okay, we still have a lot on this board. <laughs> what about the the Oogie Boogie Man? I feel like he's a big character, but I don't think it's his fault. No, I think Jack brought it up. He's a, an antagonist for sure. Right. He doesn't make things easier for Jack. But... Right. And I, Clayton, I think it's pronounced Oogie Boogie Man, not Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. That's what Rebecca said, I thought. Did I? I thought oh, you said Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Oogie right. Boogie. Well. Oogie Boogie. The Boogie Man. The <laughs> Boogie Man. The Boogie Man. The Boogie. The Boogie. Um, need to conquer. I love it. Celebrity mm-hmm. culture, midlife crisis, no democracy in Halloween Town. Well, that. Mm, I think that 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 doesn't satisfy me. I think yeah, we can take that off I because it was really Jack. Jack was rogue. Mm-hmm. Jack went rogue, and I think True. celebrity culture you can probably cut out because Jack was popular, but it, he, there was something else going on. I think internally, I don't know actually because I think that his arrogance and narcissism stemmed from, from the that culture ca- that that culture. Mm. The fact that he just had so much confidence at, to go to Christmas Town and automatically look at it and be like i can i'll do it I, I looks at it for five minutes and then says i can do it mm. there's something that you know you don't get that kind of confidence without being in the spotlight for a long time i okay. think no you don't and i can say firsthand that when you're not <laughs> when you're not in the spotlight you don't do things <laughs> for fear for fear of failing yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> That's so true. (laughs) Okay. So let's keep celebrity culture. Need to conquer. Let's just take it off. It's not. Need to conquer. You want to conquer? Need to conquer can fold into celebrity culture. Okay. What about midlife crisis? To me, that's a cop out. Interesting. Blaming it. Interesting. It just seems like there is more going on than him. Like one. It's not like he was like, I'm bored. And so I'm going to do, I'm going to go find this other world and like take over it. Like he stumbled upon the other world. And therefore, it set him off on a journey. Midlife crisis mm. just kind of seems like an easy way to be like, oh, he just like felt he was feeling old and needed to like rejuvenate his whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus like this kind of feels like, yes, he was burnt out. He was searching for meaning in like his life. And then he stumbled. But then he stumbled upon something like something happened to him. He didn't do it. Of his oh, own. I see. Do you know what I'm saying? I- I think it's important to what you're saying. Now, there's this song that's called Jack's Lament that he sings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. in this song, I'm just going to read some lyrics here, okay? And maybe we'll just get more of an insight here. Okay. 
Because there's few who deny at what I do I'm the best, for my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ev- ever even trying. Mm. Okay, so he go, he's saying this, but then he says, yet year after year, it's the same routine. And I grow so weary of the sound of screams. And I, Jack the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing. And mm. he goes on to be like somewhere deep inside of these bones, an emptiness began to grow. I mean, this is mm. a, this guy's in pain. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he's hearing a lot, lot of pain. Of, yeah. <laughs> like he's the he best at what he does, but he's oh, he's over it. Mm, that feels like a celebrity to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jack needed to meet like his intellectual um, peer, right? Like someone who he felt was like maybe oh, better than him. We don't have loneliness in Lack there. Lack of companionship. Companionship. Alone, yeah. He didn't have a partner. Somebody who he respects. Yeah. Someone he felt like could teach him something versus, or be Ooh. better at something than he was. God forbid, am I right? Hence the obsession with sand, Sandy Claus. He kept calling him Sandy Claus. <laughs> Which is just Dude. disrespectful. Very disrespectful. That is disrespectful. That is, again, it goes back to being a celebrity. He <laughs> thinks he can just change Santa Claus's name. And if, you, and if you are, just to go back to what we were talking about before, if you are going to make a Christmas movie that, that takes place in the summer... It would be called Sandy Claus. Sandy yes. Claus, and he'd wear short. He'd wear he'd wear like board shorts. That's what he board does. Shorts, when he's off. shave his beard. That's what he yeah. does in July. Quaff his hair. You guys, we got to do this. Still, we yes. still have so many things. Jack Skellington, holiday burnout, midlife crisis, celebrity culture, holiday appropriation, lack of education, ignorance. Oh, we can fold uh, lack of education. I think into holiday appropriation. Okay, that is yeah. uh, okay. a symptom. Sure. Okay. Of, of of that um, Christmas hogging all the fun. I think we can take Christmas off. Yeah. Right. Because this is more yeah. than just Christmas. It is a fun holiday, but I think you you guys made a really good point. Like ha- Halloween is also fun. There's and a lot. Jack of wasn't worried. About, it's Jack wasn't worried about Halloween not taking center stage. Right. No. 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 It was. It was more of an internal battle. You know. I. I and I. Rebecca, you watched The Crown. I know this mm-hmm, from listening course. to Alarmist podcasts. <laughs> but do you remember the episode where the moon landing happens and Prince Philip mm-hmm. is watching the Love moon landing? Episode. And some of the best acting I've ever seen, truly. Yes. Um, yes. But he's watching it and he's going like, there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more to life. And then he has that meeting with the astronauts and they don't give him anything. Do right. you know what I mean? <sighs> yes. This feels yeah. very reminiscent of this, of someone who mm-hmm. has everything, who has everything and sees this thing and goes like, that's the answer. Christmas is the answer and is trying to find the answers through Christmas and isn't getting yes. it. Well, love and that. And also, there's something about that episode where when he does finally get to talk to the astronauts and he realizes how they're just like kind of normal yes. guys. Right. Yeah. You know? You're not going to find it in something else. You're going to have to find it in yourself. Oh, brutal. So maybe it is midlife crisis. Too much, <laughs> too much power. <laughs> midlife crisis. I, but I think that that's like, like when you are a celebrity, that midlife crisis is incredibly amplified. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but, think that there's something to that. What rings out to yeah. me, though, is what you were saying, Maria, about how when you have everything, or at least you have the impression that you have everything, right? Like, yeah, you shouldn't be put in a position to believe that you are the best, know everything, have everything, there's nothing else for you to gain, and therefore are like forced to search for something. Because I think your like human nature pushes against that. You're like, surely this can't be true that this mm-hmm. isn't normal. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's also midlife crisis, but yeah. to me, it's like almost being backed into a corner of like perfection, you know, but maybe right. you're right. Clayton in the sense of midlife crisis is a very catch all term. that doesn't really mean anything. And maybe it's just personal, <laughs> like neat. It's like the want as not a human being because he's not, but like the need to have, like the need to fulfill the emptiness. Mm, the okay. meaning of life, searching for the meaning <laughs> I, of life. I have it. I think I have it. <laughs> I what think I it? have it. Do it. Jack has not done the work on himself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not doing and the work. Not doing the work. And I, he, is, <laughs> I, you're right, Clayton. Calling it a midlife crisis is a cop out. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. he should have done the work, yeah. and then all of this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, he's looking for shortcuts. You know? 
He's searching for the meaning of life, and whatever that is, he has to decide that. But he did. He got. He went destructive in that process. Yeah, and I got news for you, Jack. You're not the first person yeah, to buddy. search for the meaning of life or to <laughs> not feel fulfilled with your own life. And True. you know what? We all have to do, f- figure it out for ourselves. And that and you're not special in that way. So, yep. So I love true. that. Um, so then wh- what are we going to slap then? Holiday appropriation? I think you slap Jack. <laughs> Don't destroy lives because okay. you're not willing to do the work. Yeah. Okay. So Jack not doing the work. I mean, that, that goes with Jack, but. That's we're we're blaming Jack. Okay, so not. But I, I, I think Jack Skellington not doing the work. Okay, <laughs> you could, I mean, you could you could slap yeah the holiday appropriation or the idea that like not no like the I don't know like the yeah I'm trying I'm yeah the list I'm I'm just like something about like the world he's in where he didn't know there was more but then again does it even matter that there's more if he's right. not doing the work. You know right. what I mean? If right. he hadn't discovered Christmas Town, <laughs> what destruction would he, would he have done in Halloween Town? Exactly. Right. Right. Okay. So, so wait. So we good, feel good about slapping holiday appropriation. Um. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, what does that mean? Right. It's just like seeing something and being like, I want, I can do that. And not asking the questions, not letting the, uh, the person who's holiday or it's similar to cultural cultural appropriation. appropriation. It's very specific to Jack. Maybe it's like, it's holiday appropriation slash respecting respect. Respecting traditions or something. Lack of respect, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if we're we're not going to get an expert for this one. No. I don't think. <laughs> then how will we get the answers? Yes. How will we know if we're right or not? Um, I don't know. We just have to. Uh, we have to find it in our hearts. Yeah, we, we have, have to, to trust our emotions. We have yeah. to trust our emotions. We've done the work, though. That's yeah. see, that's the thing. Is today we've done the work. Yeah. We've and, done but the, the, work. the work continues, and we might have to come back and change it. It's so later. true. The work is never over. <laughs> no. No. Okay, I'm going to call it for now. I just have to. All right. Holiday appropriation slash lack of respect. You're getting the big slap. Jack Skellington not doing the work. You're going to the alarmist jail. (laughs) This is a good reminder, everyone, because I've said this. You're probably with loved ones, friends, family, and there's so many people out there who don't do the work. And you can't control that, right? You can't control other people doing the work, but you can control yourself doing the work. And, you know, like, focus on that. Focus on that when tensions get high. Right. Understanding, you know, what's going on with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so much that you're mad at at your cousin. I always say your cousin. You're mad at your cousin. Are you really mad at your cousin? (laughs) Or are you upset at yourself? Anyway, we digress. Maria, we couldn't have done this without you. Thank you for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of the nightmare before Christmas. It was great to be here. I had I had a blast. And honestly, I feel so good about who we put in jail because it makes perfect sense. You spot on. Spot on. <laughs> That's why she's the alarmist. Happy holidays, everyone. In the aftermath, After first ruining and then ultimately saving Christmas, Jack Skellington returns to Halloween Town with a newfound appreciation for his role as the Pumpkin King. Finally able to enjoy the life in front of him, Jack joins Sally on top of Halloween Town's hill, and the two kiss surrounded by glistening snow, a Christmas gift from Santa Claus. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Maria Blasucci. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing France's pharmaceutical weight loss pill scandal. Erios.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly. But sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 